Britney Spears' Circus album, which would go on to sell millions of copies worldwide, and it just so happens to have been written by today's guest, Coco Morier. Hi, my name is James Rodriguez Horton, the host of The Original Doll. On The Original Doll, I unpackage music with the people who created it, and at the same time, we promote the arts and help out charity. So for every question a guest answers, we get items donated to charity. We've been able to help out women and children in domestic abuse shelters, homeless LGBT plus teens, and more. For more information, visit me at Instagram, the.original.doll, and you can go old school, www.theoriginaldoll.com. Now, a big shout out to my Patreon patrons. Thank you so much. For those who don't know, for as little as a dollar a month, you're able to help keep this alive and free for all. It does cost money to, in fact, host all these episodes, so any amount is greatly appreciated. And we're going to get right to this. Coco Morier, if you have not listened to her previous episode where she talks about heaven on earth, please do so. And go through the rest of the episodes on your preferred streaming platform where you can listen to any of those songs that you might like and might not know about. But we're going to get right into this, and as with every episode of The Original Doll, any audio recording ripping stealing is strictly prohibited in every country in the world. So if you do in fact see any snippets or anything leaked online, please report it to the webmaster. My name is James Rodriguez Horton, and this is The Original Doll. <laughs> the Original Doll. And that's the thing, because I love this. And it's funny, we have a uh, a comment from Leona, I think that's the way you pronounce it, in Egypt. She said, one of the best Britney songs ever made is Heaven on Earth. What was your inspiration for that song? It's so different, and it became a love song between me and my best friend. It reminded us of this John Hughes new wave funky song. My best friend passed away unexpectedly, but that song will always hold a special place in my heart. James, can you please thank Nicole Morier for making the song? It changed my life in a good way and gives me great memories that last forever. Thank you, thank you. Wow, all the way from Egypt. Um, I'm so sorry about your friend. And um, I'm glad that the music holds a good memory for you. I think that's something so beautiful about songs and makes me so honored as a songwriter that, um, you know, people have special moments in their lives that might be affected by one of my songs. Um, the inspiration, it's funny, it is a different song and I look back and it's really like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think in an amazing way, because I'm like, it's like almost five minute song, right? Oh yeah. And it's yep. got these layered vocals that you couldn't possibly perform live. And this very weird arrangement, right? Like it starts with this kind of talking part and then goes into a verse and then another part and then the chorus. I would, it would be very hard to me. I would love to get back to that very young kind of green, just, I just, I'm feeling something and I'm going to write it instead of like the formulaic, you know, you kind mm -hmm. of get in this world, like it's got it, the chorus has to come and it has to pop and you start to kind of worry about like you know all those things that kind of are you know important for these massive hits um and they're they work and they're effective and I don't I don't think they make it like it's a bad song 
I just think that it's nice to also be able to push the boundaries of what works and is still catchy. And somehow, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess maybe just from, you know, playing music and listening to a lot, I had still had a certain instinct for catchiness, even though I, you know, I wasn't necessarily worried about like creating something formulaic. And I think that's still why it's one of my favorite songs that's been recorded. Um, I think, uh, you know, a big part is my co-writers and the producers, Frisha, because they have such an interesting sound and uh, you, it's so unique. Like it really stands out. And I think also I remember Brittany mentioned on the, I think it was the one interview that she did for Blackout yep, on the radio. Yep. And she mentioned <laughs> it was her favorite song because it was so different. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I also always set out to do pop music in a different way. I never wanted to have the hit of the moment that just sounded like everything else on the radio. Mm-hmm. I really, I, I really admire artists that are really outside the box. Like Missy Elliott was a big inspiration for me. Love her. Um, you know, I love Dolly Parton. I love uh, Prince. I love people who just, they're not going to always do what's expected. And um and really well, how to like, you know, in the Beatles, people like, it's like pushing boundaries for what's, you know, I don't want to write the song that sounds like everything else that's on the radio at the moment. So I think I was drawn to working with Frisha because they didn't sound like anyone else. And when we wrote the song, I'm sure there was influences of, you know, Georgia Moroder and the track and, um, you know, it's obviously a nod to Belinda Carlisle. <laughs> oh yeah, and there's 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 mentions of Go Go's and Belinda Carlisle in a in a few different songs where they're just like, "Can you please work with her? Can you please work on out? Can you please handle everyone's production?" Um, and that's actually that was something that there was uh, Mira from Spain. She had said that she's like, "Just leave a compliment for Coco. She's the love child of Annie Lennox and Prince." Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Mira. <laughs> it's Man, a- this is good for my ego. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> really well, glad I'm doing this interview. And if I get down again, can we like do some more? <laughs> you're like, you're like, James, can, uh, can we get back on this? That's it's, I love this because what I think is great is to your point earlier is, you know, so music is created and, and create some memory somebody for somebody, whether it's an anger, a happiness, joy, any sort of thing. And I think finally, you know, we're able to use this channel of like the original doll to like tell people how much their music, you know, meant to them. And I think that for a while, I thought about just leaving my social medias just open and just like, here, let me post this video on Instagram and everyone can comment. And then I was like, no, because it takes the, well, first of all, trolls just pop in all the time. And I'm like, I don't have time for that. Uh, but I wanted to create some some way to pass on those feelings because these people may never meet these artists, but they want to at least let them know that the music that you created, the music you created, Coco, meant something to them. And the amount of times that Prince's name came up, Annie Lennox, Belinda Carlisle, Go-Go's, it's, it was amazing. Somebody else said that you were, that ultimately, did we realize that you are David Bowie reincarnated? And oh my gosh, I there wish. Was, <laughs> I love it. And so what we have, and what's great is, so the, uh, the original doll has charted on Apple Podcast in 60 different countries worldwide. And so the scope, the, the amount of listeners and people that listen, it's all over the place. And what I love is somebody like you with your discography, 
I've gotten so many compliments about your songs and it's never a hundred percent or this one song. It's all of these different songs that people have love for from all these different parts of the country. And I think that speaks to your talent as a universal writer that you can make something that impacts people that makes them feel that English may not be their first language, but yet you created something that made them feel welcome to accept that song into their, their realm, if you will. So big shout out to you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So the, and I wanted to go into this because what I'll do is we're going to go into like these different sections of these songs because something that's come up again and again is people were like, uh, why isn't Coco the executive producer? Why wasn't she the executive producer of Circus? She had a million <laughs> songs and all million were great. So I have compliments on a bunch of these different songs. So I'll hop right into this because something that's very interesting is we have Jose from Brazil. He said, hi, Mr. James. This question is for Miss Coco. The song is called Mpapi. Mpapi is a bop for all time. I feel like it was inspired by some beach blanket movie of the 50s or 60s. When the fabulously talented artist Coco Morier works on a track from a producer, does she ever have to worry if the producer says, I want you to use this word in there or that word or say something? How do you stay collaborative if the person wants you to use something that you don't feel suits the song? How do you make collaborations work? Because you clearly nailed it. Oh, thank you, Jose. Um, I, you know... I'm pretty easygoing with collaborations. I don't get too headstrong. If someone has an idea, I'm all for it. Like, let's try this. And, you know, if it comes down to it and and we try it and it doesn't work and I really think my idea is better, I might push for it um, and then see where it goes. But at the end of the day, if it's someone that I butt heads with too much, it's just probably like, we shouldn't work together. (laughs) Like, you know, because I think that, you know, I try to work with, you know, I'm open-minded. I try to work with other open-minded people. Um, and in this case, it was actually just Brittany and I working on the song together because I had um, been asked by Teresa. Um, Brittany wanted to get in the studio and they, she called me up and she said, you know, we'd like to see if, how you guys work together because Brittany is also a great songwriter. And uh, I think she was just, you know, eager to get back to work. And um and I was like, oh, sure. And Teresa said, well, I'm sure you have some great tracks to bring in that you guys can write to. And I was like, yeah, 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 I got him. I, yeah, I've got cool tracks. I'm, you know, like I'm cool. <laughs> and then I was like, oh crap, I don't have anything. <laughs> so I'm like, just like, yeah, I've got tracks. Like, no worries, I got this. And then I call up my publisher, like, oh my God, I'm going in with Brittany tomorrow and I need tracks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I need something that will impress her. And um, he called, made a few calls and got um, some tracks from uh, this group called Let's Go to War, um, which, by the way, Brittany thought that was hilarious, their name. I love it. <laughs> um, I love yeah. It. She's like, yeah, let's go to war. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's so she's so funny in punk rock. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so he got these tracks and. I had some other ones too, but I just I really wanted stuff that would impress her and also inspire her and inspire me and that so I could be good in the room with her. And it was really funny because then I really learned a lot about Brittany the first day that I met with her and got to work with her because the first tracks that I played were a little more like blackout era tracks. 
mm-hmm. and kind of in that kind of darker electro world. And I was like, oh, we have this and this. And she, okay, okay. And she goes, well, it kind of sounds like other stuff I've been doing. And she was not interested. And I was really drawn towards the Mpapi track because you know me, I like the 60s mm-hmm. and the hand clap stuff. And um, she, I played it for her and she just jumped off the chair and started dancing around and she just loved it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> we're some, this is going to work. Like we're simpatico. And we were like, she gets <laughs> it. She's super cool. She doesn't want to do anything like anything else. Like that's, you know, a lot of this, I can take credit for bringing in ideas, but uh, the credit also goes to Brittany for being very innovative and having taste, even if she's not writing songs all of them she's also choosing you know really hand selecting because she gets songs from all over the world so um and all the greatest songwriters um so i just really love that she has such you know that that sparked her and then so when we were writing it was just both of our ideas and um i think i threw out poppy um and this i don't know if i've told anyone this i actually think i was inspired there was a fanny pack um (laughs) do you remember that band Yes, uh, Camel Toe. Didn't they have a song called Camel Toe? Yeah, they had a song called Camel Toe, <laughs> but they also um, they also had a song called like or, or something like Hey Mommy or something like that. Like you, you beautiful, you sexy. Yep, you know, Hey Mommy. Hey Mommy. Yep. Sorry. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god, I forgot but, about Fanny Pack. By the way. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that was a little bit like I was like, mm, maybe we could do something like that, but also because I felt like the um the that the song kind of had that hand clap feel. I was thinking of um Papa Ooh Mau Mau, Papa Ooh Mau Mau Mau. The bird mm-hmm. is the word. Yep, yep. The surfing bird. Um I love so these I was references. Like, yeah, so I was like, hey, what if we did like, you know, mm, papa, mm, papa mm, you know, something like that. And she loved it. And then she just rolled with it. And, uh, you know, that was very collaborative. We both wrote everything together. And I think, uh, you know, no one came up and said, you know, fix this or that. We just kind of had really uh, creative freedom. It was really nice. See, I love that. I, the, I interviewed so many of these other songwriters and producers who, you know, when they worked with her in the studio, like I, I interviewed Joshua Schwartz, who did like anticipating and most of like the, the Britney album. And he did my only wish this year and uh, brave new girl. And he was like, you know, the great thing about Britney is he's like, she gets all the musical references. He goes, give her something left of center and she can hit that home run. She, that is who she is. She's like, let's go with it. That she's willing to just try it. And I think she always says like, I, you know, try to suck sort of thing like just go for it just ultimately try anything out because if you get too in your head and if you're too precious about it you can't create these fun things and that was Poppy was listed there was about 46 people who said Poppy is their favorite song by Britney Spears ever and the most of them the second their second one was Baby One More Time third was Toxic so they put that above there so let me ask you. So the first song that you worked on then for Circus was Mm Poppy, which yeah. couldn't be more different than Heaven on Earth, which has to be so cool that here you are working on two distinctly different songs. The vibe is kind of like a retro vibe, but they don't sound like they're mimics of each other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Have no fear, we will be back with more Coco Morier coming up very soon. And don't forget, follow me on Instagram, the.original.doll, and I'm going to be sharing links on how to stream and purchase some Coco Morier music. And don't forget, download and stream Blackout. I know that many people in South America, Venezuela, you're huge fans, so let's get that charting. My name is James Rodriguez Horton, and this is The Original Doll. The Original Doll.